What is up? Oh, what? Episode number 26. We did it. Well, I'm we didn't try did and it. pop these P's and say these S's. Yeah, we're going to hot mic <laughs> is the theme for the week. Welcome to the local podcast. Podcast? Yeah, that. I'm Charlene. I'm Justin. And this is a podcast about all things local. Now, it is about our little town of Dothan, Alabama, because we got a lot of cool stuff going on around here. All the things. But it could be about your town as well, or just like doing local stuff, period. Yeah, don't quit giving all that money to those corporations. God, please. Unless they want to sponsor this Support podcast. Support your mom and pop. Support yeah. your local community, wherever you're at. If you're listening in Chicago... Go to somewhere where they cook with some love, yeah, like do that. where they're hungry, and they want to give you some food that they love to make. Yeah, anywhere the recipes are written down by hand. Yes. Do that. Support local music. Where they've got handwritten, you know, playlists. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Do that. Yes. You think that thing's hissing at you? I think a little bit, but we'll just flow with it. We'll figure it out. We'll find out. Isn't there a after like a post production trick? You can just go in there and be like, "All right, all the." Kss. There is, but you won't let me buy the new cool stuff i'm broke we're broke yeah <laughs> you're feeding a german right now <laughs> you like to. You gotta, i am feeding a german right now what's up with that i have a german exchange student my daughter's going to germany and basically what i'm doing is um i'm i'm basically holding their daughter ransom that so I, i'm gonna give you my daughter sure. in germany yeah in exchange i will keep yours well fed and safe that seems but like, if something happens to my daughter, something horrible is going to happen to your daughter, sort of thing. Fair That's enough. how I do exchange student type stuff. That does sound, yeah. It sounds better? A yeah, see? A little bit better. A little less um, hissy. So, no, we have a fabulous German exchange student. Her name is um, Juliana. It's spelled Juliana, J, but yeah. you don't say the J. It's so, I want to be J. I want to be crazy American and just call her Jules. You know? Call her Yules. <laughs> Might just call her Yules. Yuli. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yuli. Ulysses. I asked her if she had or a nickname. Useless. She's got just three, call her useless. She's got three sisters. I said, do you have a nickname? She's like, whatever they decide to name me for the day. I think she's the sister. The youngest. That, no, she's she's the second to the oldest. Oh, so she's the most timid. Yes. Like, so I think the other lit three. up all the time. <laughs> the other three just jump on our, on a, on daily. Yeah. What a childhood to have to deal with. Yeah. So like, it's going to be interesting. I'm glad well, I'm an only child. Adventure in the... I'm an only child too, so I don't really get the dynamic. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I do because I have two kids. But at the end of the day, I am that person that's like, everybody needs to get away from me. Like, I need alone time. Plus, those two kids are wildly different. Like, there's a dude and there's a girl. So that they're out of the gate, they're way different. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't have any You kids. just wait. You have to be careful right now. You're in a position right now where you're about to get married. Yeah. And all of these gates, all these, all these things are going to open up to you. You're going to have kids. You're going to have to deal with all these things. So you, from now forth, you can't say anything about marriages. You can't say anything about kids. Immediate hypocrisy. Soon, yes, because as soon as the words... Well, what like about that time you said this? <laughs> yes. On the podcast. Exactly. But also you curse yourself. So as soon as you're oh, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an example. Remember when the kids were little... I before they were born, I, I restaurants like kids running under tables, yeah. acting at full. I was like, I would never, I would never allow my kids to 
ever get underneath a table in a restaurant. Are you kidding me? Now that's it where they eat and they're, what, 18 terrible. and 17 no, or something? No, I just remember like being in like a Ruby Tuesdays. I had like a three-year-old and a newborn. They wouldn't have done that if you had eaten somewhere local. <laughs> and um, I remember being in the middle of this dinner and I just wanted quiet and I just wanted to be able to eat. And you the said, only way to do get that, under the table. Jake was under the table doing something. I'm like, just leave him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. No news is good news. Exactly. So, yeah, be careful because anything you say now will be held against you. Ooh, I don't in need a, that. In a court of children. I do not need that. No, you don't. Especially now with the digital age. Everything's so instant and everything's so Googleable. Yeah. That's so You're in trouble. I hate it. <laughs> Thanks for been, ruining have, my future. What have you been up to? I'm just working a lot. Um, Taking a bunch of pictures and working on shirt designs. So we did that one shirt that's like all the roads that come to Dothan. It's awesome. If you don't have one of these awesome local t-shirts that says 40, 431 plus 231 plus 84 plus 52 equals home, got to get one. Yeah, y'all are Not- missing out. They're, dude, I have those things just because they're so comfortable. Like yep. it doesn't matter if there was like a flaming fetus on there. Like it's just so comfortable. <laughs> You're right, I just though. enjoy wearing it. I was just going to say, it doesn't matter what the logo is because the yeah. t-shirt itself is so comfy. You're like, back off my local t-shirt. Yeah, fool's I'm dropping. I'm going to wear it to whatever I'm going to. People dropping 25, 30 bucks a t-shirt just for that fabric. Well, I'm rocking them out for 20 a piece. Yeah, they're awesome. And you need to get one. How do they get one? Uh, email us at wiregrasslocal.com at gmail.com uh-huh. and we'll facilitate that or you can get them at uh, Something Special Boutique and Primrose Hill Boutique here in Dothan where I know where Something Special is that's on uh, it's on the circle right here on the circle mm-hmm. right here yep. in uh, Fountain Plaza yes Jamie is proprietor of that store yeah um, where is the other one Where's Primrose Hill is next door to Mama Rosa's oh right I didn't know that Taco Bell next to Office Depot yeah yeah alright awesome they chilling over there okay. Audrey keeps it real cool I gotta go visit them. Yeah. All right. So, what are we doing tonight for episode twenty six? Twenty six episodes, Justin. That's insanity. Twenty six episodes under one of Chad Foreman's belts. Yeah, arcade belts. Yeah, Chad Foreman is who we're going to be interviewing tonight. Yeah, we're about to hop on the phone with that dude. He's done so much stuff that I don't even know where to begin. And he is a Dothan local. Yeah, he's born and raised here. Uh, moved to San Diego in like ninety seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe later than that. I think it's around then. Um, he was a general manager of Black Box Distribution, which was like a lot of skate, big skateboard brands at right. the time, and still some if of the you bigger don't know, ones. My uh, partner here, Justin, was a professional skater at one time. He wasn't professional. I just were you getting paid to skate? Only if I won contests. Okay, you're getting paid. You're a professional. I don't know. I get paid to do a lot of things. I don't consider myself professional <laughs> at it. I bet you thirty sorry, bucks you can't pee that, on that electric fence. That, I, I don't know how to put that on a that business. That makes card. you a professional fence fear. There's how it goes. I don't know how that works. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we'll just hit him up. He said, "Call him." Uh, I've got my phone wired in, so it should work. All right. I test drove it earlier with a dude in Tuscaloosa who was at like Baumhauer's Wings having dinner. Yeah. And he sounded legit, and he was in a crowded room, so I think this will work. The guy at Baumhauer's. Yeah. Not like any propriety or proprietor. I didn't know if or, you just called Baumhauer's and you're like, no, "Hey man, hey, what's, what's up? <laughs> Let me get the hot lips." <laughs> What's your special? With some loaded cheese night? fries. Can yeah, you? Yeah, I didn't know. You go waiter that to Dothan. Yeah. <laughs> let's see what. Let's see how this phone sounds. Right. If it sounds terrible, we'll revisit this. All right. Let's see what's up. Action Bronson rolling in the background. That seems legit so far. My only thing is, I hope he can hear us. We're about to find out. We is about to find out. 
I'm going to drink my whiskey while we do this. Hello. Chad Foreman. Hey, what's going on, buddy? You doing all right? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear us all right? I can hear you perfect. Dope. Hey, Chad. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you very much. Chad, the last time I saw you, we were at, um, oh my gosh, what is that place? What do you call? Oh my gosh. I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you were on a 24-hour uh, bender. Oh, and great. you uh, were with your buddy, and it was across the um, recovery room. Oh, with Sean? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> was that the other day? No, like, oh, no, 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 no. It was not Sean. It was, it was, uh, was it B-Rad? It was yes, B-Rad. it was B-Rad. And you guys were on 24 B-Rad. hours. And then we, were, we, my friend and I, showed up, and we're like, let's make this 48. We'll do it. And then we bailed after about. I didn't even make, I didn't make 24 either. Like they actually beat me on that on that whole challenge, so it was uh, <laughs> a failed attempt on my part. I, I don't even know why I think I could have hang with you that, but uh, I tried my best. You did try your best, and it was crazy too because <laughs> when I met up with you, we were doing the morning show, and so it was like ten thirty in the morning. Like when I say twenty four yeah. hour challenge, I mean for real. They were on hour thirteen. We were gonna- yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a pretty thirteenth hour either. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm actually proud to say I lost that one. That's one. That's one uh, contest. I'm glad that I actually lost. That's the one that you're like, Uncle, I'm out, and then you feel good about yeah, it. You're like totally. you go home and put your hands in your head with your elbows out. You're like, Yes, I said no. Yeah, I, I got know out how of to that. do this. I can say no. It's like dodging a you train wreck. You know what wreck. I did? <laughs> you know what I actually did on that one was I actually Jimmy. I literally was like, Hey, I'm gonna take a call outside. <laughs> and there's the hotel right on the left-hand side of the recovery room, and I went and got a hotel and went to sleep. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone. I was just like, I'm leaving. <laughs> so, like... I fully... <laughs> yeah, I fully knew Dean had a great... had a great day's sleep, not a great night's sleep. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, mm. because if you're like, I gotta go to bed, I'm gonna say goodbye, then everybody would have been like, no, stay, you can't. That's a kiss of yeah. death around here. You tell somebody yeah, you're about to leave and they hand you another shot. Yeah, you're done. You're in for another two hours. I think you made a, a wise choice. I don't choice do shots, sir. I don't see it. The only time I do shots is when I actually come to Dothan because I, it's, maybe it's because it's the only, place, the only place to actually feel safe because right. I'm born and raised there. So I like, I feel like I'm like, okay, I know the bartender, I know the bar, I know the area, I know the cops, I know the hotels. I can like, I can like fully be safe. The only thing, there's no Uber there. So I'm always like, there has to be a hotel somewhere close to where I'm staying because I yeah. have to get there. You know? Everything's so, walking adjacent. I don't think and drive ever. Yeah, so <laughs> I leave a rental car every time I come to, to Dothan night. And I know I'm normally in a rental car because I fly in, and it sits uh, normally behind the woods for five days while I just take cabs around town. <laughs> so, so at least I'm safe. Yeah, that's that's the responsible way to do it. Exactly. So. so Chad, tell us. Okay, so you're from Dothan. Tell us. Um, Tell us about that. Um, so yeah, I'm from Dothan, born in the medical center, um, 1975. Um, I uh, grew up in Dothan. Uh, I grew up skateboarding, and uh, luckily for me personally, like skateboarding was uh, kind of an outlet and an expression. Um, and and now it, it's it's a line of work that's led me, you know, like out of Dothan, and I've uh, been in San Diego for 17 years. Um, I left Dothan um, for skateboarding, moved to San Diego for skateboarding. 
started a skateboarding company with uh, another local doping guy that lived there, just Jamie Thomas, and um, uh, we grew the company from uh, from zero to about forty four million in seven years in sales. And we had one hundred four employees in Carlsbad. What? Had, uh, from zero to forty four million. Yeah, we were forty four million a year at its peak in two thousand seven. Um, and yeah, and we had uh, we were the number one skateboarding company in the entire world. So that was uh, that was a highlight, and that was a, a really good time for sure. Wow! What and what year was this? Two thousand seven was our peak. Two thousand seven, two thousand eight was our peak. That's when we had one hundred and four employees, and we opened a black box distribution in uh, in Melbourne, Australia as well. So we had employees in Australia. We had sixty the sixty five amateur and professional skateboarders on our team, and then we had road reps and everything else. So yeah, it was it was, uh, um, it was a big operation in, uh, in California. That's, I didn't know I was hanging out with someone so cool at 10.30 in the morning. Who knew? Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> <laughs> it was gigantic. It was, it was big, yeah, for sure. It was weird for, like, all of us that weren't out there at the time because, like, we were always, we always grew up, like, as we grew up, we were always pretty close. So, like, right. we'd hear of something going on, like, somebody would be like, oh, you know this dude? And I'm like, um, yeah, that, why? And it turned into some weird fanboy situation. We're like, can you call can you call Jamie or can you, can you call Chad or can you call whoever? And it always blew my mind. Like all that was so normal for a lot of us growing up that right. like even looking back on it, it's like I was super fortunate to be just a part of it on the fringe. And it's, it's just ridiculous. I wonder so like, if that, that's how like, that's what, most what's normal entourages feel like. I don't know. I, don't, like, I mean, you're used to Chad being like your BFF that you like walked home from school with. Sure. And then he's making it, but you're still friends. Like, it's not weird between the two of you. No. But everyone's right. like, I want to talk to that famous guy. And you're like, who? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's always <laughs> weird because, like, you. it's one of those things where, like, if you can make yourself accessible early before, like, all the randoms start showing up, crawling out of the woodwork, then <laughs> right. you can, like, hang out and it's normal. But, like, eventually it just yeah. turns into, like, you just being in the same room as somebody else that you know and everybody else, like... Dude, you see, uh, you see who's in town, and you're like, what? I just had breakfast with that dude like seven hours ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, Stop. you know what? You know what's what's good though is the fact that like um, when normally when I come to town too, like I, I love seeing everyone. I love my hometown. I love where I'm born. I love where I'm from. And uh, but like you know Justin's family, you know, like yeah, I, I've known Justin since, since uh, I think he was probably a kid, and I was an adult already. But like <laughs> I feel like we were both kids at the time. Yeah. But um, you know, it, it's uh. It's, you know, no one else can, can call me or text me and be like, hey, can you do this today? And I'm like, or tomorrow? I'm like, uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of busy today. But, you know, like, I, I you know, I, I really cherish uh, Dothan and, and my relationships with people that I grew up with there. And Justin's definitely one of those guys. Yeah, I was going to say, you are, you know, photographing all around the world. I think you're about to get on a plane and go to Russia, and you've just been doing things for National Geographic, and Justin's like, hey, I need you to shoot my wedding. Is that cool? And you're like, <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. I don't shoot weddings either, you know. I, yeah, I, that's I the other thing. Uh, yeah. Only friends' weddings. Only friends' weddings. <laughs> it's, everyone's like, oh, you're a photographer. Do you shoot babies and weddings? I'm like, I don't actually, unless I grew up with you. And then I'll... Then, then, I definitely will. Yeah, it's, uh, it's <laughs> a different world. Can I put your world. baby on oh. the edge of the Grand Canyon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I re- right. reshoot yeah. this Can Joe Dirt situation? Baby, a little higher, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no. Safety first. Safety first. 
so what are you what are you officially doing now that you're no longer with black box and no longer run around doing yeah, so, zero um, fallen stuff I left, yeah i left black box um and then i was uh, president for rob dudic companies which is uh, dna alien workshop habitat reflex bearings um Time out. i did that for about a year uh-oh so, cool. fangirl's about um, to happen <laughs> Yeah. One, just one question. Just right. one. All right. I promise okay. it won't lead to a multiple 20 more questions and in interview about Rob Deerdick. But is he like as energy? I've heard that he is always, uh, he's always 100%. Like how he is he, on TV he, is how he is all the time. He's just. He's uh, a great guy. He's a great guy. So he, he's from a small town as well. He's from Kettering, Ohio, which is a really small town outside of Dayton. He's a. Uh, He's a great guy. He's actually never missed a holiday at home with his family, with his parents. And, really? Uh, did. No, never. So he's always been back. Always he, He's very similar to the people that I grew up with. So like him and I like kind of working together was kind of natural because he has this um, he has big picture mentality, but 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 small town heart. And I feel like I have the same thing to where having a conversation with him about bigger picture business was always very organic for us because he's a great guy and he tries his best he's obviously made it to a level that's uh that's insane the very top of a level as, as far as a professional skateboarding athlete um in this field so um he's done a lot of great things and uh yeah he's a he's a good guy he's uh everything you see on tv he's that funny and he's that normal um in real life really that comfortable yep mm-hmm. now um it's not on our itinerary of questions to ask you, but you just kind of touched on it for a second. How do you go from, for these people that dream about having their own business or dream about making it big, and I've listened to lots of like inspirational, you know, um, I'm trying, I can't think of the word right now. Um, like the MF CEO or something. Yeah. Those podcasts, which are fantastic, and they're talking to entrepreneurs and making it big and don't be afraid of actually being successful. How do you... What was it like to become like, you know, born and raised in Dothan, Alabama, and then all of a sudden you've got $44 million business and you've got all these employees around the world. I mean, how do you just handle that? Like, how do you get into that? Like, how do you keep the small town mentality and also be successful or get there? I think, yeah, for for me personally, it was uh, my parents were my, my number one fans and my number one uh, we grew up, we didn't have any money. We grew up really poor, and uh, but we grew up very honest. And we grew up by, you know, like uh, I worked in a pizza place. I worked at Hungry Alley's in Dothan, uh, delivering pizza when I was a kid. And I remember coming home from work one night, and my dad, he worked at AAA Cooper Transportation for 46 years. And uh, my mom was disabled, but they both worked very hard and were married, you know, for 48, 49 years before they, they both actually passed away now. But they they, they instilled this, this level of... Um, work ethic to where I came home from Hungry Howie's and my dad was like, uh, it was like two in the morning and I had had to clean up some like really disgusting things in the bathroom and all these, you know, these things that I was, right. I wasn't in a very, I wasn't in a very positive mood. My dad, one of the turning points for me was, um, I said, I had a terrible night and he asked me how it, you know, how it went. And I was like, oh, it was terrible. I did all these things. And he was like, hey, well, were you the only person cleaning toilets? And I said, no, there was me and another guy. And he said, was, a toy that you cleaned cleaner than the guys that's cleaning next to you. And I said, absolutely, absolutely was. And he's like, okay, well, as long as you're doing a job better than whoever's around you and you're working your absolute hardest, you won't be cleaning toilets very long. 
And I took that into consideration, even though I was pissed that night and wanted to go to bed. It was right. like 17. It was like, Dad, I don't care. I want to go to sleep. I don't want to hear your um, yeah. story, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, I don't need the motivational story. I just cleaned up some crap in the bathroom for the last time. <laughs> you know? So I just, I just want to go to sleep. But I thought about it every I thought about it every day when I went to work, you know, and I'm like, I, I, I've made myself to where I want to be the first person in the door and the last person to leave. And, and I want to lead by example. I want to like, if, if my title is VP of whatever, and I'm walking in the door and there's trash on the ground, it's still my job to pick up that piece of trash and put it in the garbage can. Because Absolutely. I'm a human being. So I think that, I think that that, com- that comes from my parents and that comes from maybe, especially now that they've passed the fact that I have to, continue to work my absolute hardest to, to prove a point, you know, to prove a point that I'm from a small town, Alabama, but you know, like I'm, you know, I, I have the ability to work hard, you know, like, like Justin does and like you do. And you guys are, you guys are successful in, in, in my hometown, you know, like yeah. I couldn't be successful in my hometown. I had to move to California in order to follow my dreams because there's no skateboarding in Alabama. So, you know, like I really admire and, and look up to what you guys do. And it's, it's awesome to be a part of it. Well, thank you. I, it's funny that you said that because I had a, a client that came in today and I gave her, you know, she, um, long story short, she used to work for us at the spa and she, uh, I kept encouraging her. I'm like, do what you want to do. Like you're young, you're not tied down in marriage. You don't have kids. You just go, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And she wanted to go to Africa and she wanted to help orphans and she did it for the last five years. And I think the last experience that she had in Africa was what she considers a failure. Like she came home, she was going to move there and do all these things and she ended up moving back home. And so now she's like, you know, scared of failure. And I'm like, you got to get back on that horse. Everybody fails. So I think it's great that you're like, I can't do this here. I'm going to go to California. You got to kind of get over your fear. I think fear holds people back too. Not only that, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people yeah. have a negative experience in something and call it a failure, but they will have learned something from it where they know not to yeah. stick their hand in the oven again or whatever, whatever that lesson is at the time. And it makes you grow as a person. Um, Fear is gr- I mean, but failure is great. Yeah. Failure yeah. teaches you what not to do. Sure. Like, don't touch the hot stove 100%. again. Yep. And, and the fact that you can, like, to me, I, like, I don't think that anything's an actual failure, you know, like, you mean... You're trying, you know, like everything you do in life is you're trying. You're trying to make something out of nothing, whether you're you're in Dilson or you're in Africa or you're in California, wherever you are, you know, like you're trying something. And like if your home is Dilson, like Dilson's not going to go anywhere and it will always be there for you. You know, it's like, okay, like do I have a friendship with tons of people in my family in Dilson? Of course, if I fail... Will I be able to like go back to Dilton with my telecher my legs be like, man, I fail. I need my friends to pick me up. I absolutely will be able to do that. Sure. I have no problem following pride and, and really, you know, like focusing on what's, what's best. But will I try again? You know, luckily, you know, up until this point in my life, I've, I've been, you know, blessed enough to work hard and, and things have worked out. You know, and there's been bumpy time when I left Black Box, was crazy because I left on my own and I left, I quit and uh, resigned and, went on a whim to do the deer thing and and then I worked with uh, the California Rainforest guys and uh, which which does all the X games and do tours and uh, all the bigger skateboarding competitions. Um, and then you know now I'm um, you know the director of marketing operations uh, for Arcade Bell Company, which is a company out of you know Lake Tahoe, which is great and just introduced them into skateboarding and um, and then now that skateboarding was in, introduced to the Olympics, it's going to the Tokyo twenty twenty Olympics and um, that's 
exciting. So we have one of the guys that we just put on the team that's Olympic hopeful, which will be you know kind of fun to watch. And he's one of the guys that's going to Russia with me on Monday. Who so, is it? Can, uh, can you release the name of who that is? Tom Asta. Oh, all right. He gonna wear them beanies over there. He gonna need them. That's right. It's gonna be super. Yeah. Cool. I had no idea that skating was part of the Olympics now. It well, it, it starts twenty twenty. Yep. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was just it was just announced about five days ago. So it's uh. Are they getting rid of the trampolining because that was just completely ridiculous? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Trampolines is hot, man. That shit's what's going on. <laughs> You know what's funny is like, it, it, God forbid anyone that's ever been in the Olympics or trampoline listens to this and then they hate me because of it, but like, I, I, I probably have to, I don't really agree with trampoline. Come on, trampoline, <laughs> we're jumping, stop. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we're jumping. You get, Relax. You get crazy. <laughs> stop, <laughs> triple, stop it. Triple gainer. Listen, I spent an hour and a half the other night watching ping pong and I was like... What am I doing? One, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, Secondly, I, it was a little mesmerizing. I and fast thirdly, forward through the ping pong ver- part of Forrest Gump. All right. That's how exciting and that thirdly, is. Thirdly, I was like, I got a ping pong table in my house in Maine. This is the most ridiculous yeah. thing I've ever watched. That's insanity. And, like, and they have to hold yeah. it like exactly six inches above the table. That's so ridiculous. And then they do, and I'm like, what is happening? This is crazy. So yeah. I'm glad that skating is actually legit and will be part of the Olympics. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, finally. Yeah, there's there's twelve there's twelve pros going. Um, Brian Sheckler is one of them. Ryan Sheckler, Mickey Papa, Tom Asta, um, Billy Marks, um, and then um, so they're competing against the top six uh, kind of Russian athletes um, in Moscow, and uh, it's all part of you know the whole push. And um, we knew that it was going to be announced. Uh, well, the, the industry of skateboarding kind of knew it was going to be announced uh, into the Olympics. You know, months and months and months ago, but. Um, the fact that I just went live, you know, like this, this, this event, it's called the Russia X challenge. And, uh, it's, um, it's basically the X games of Russia, but it's not affiliated with the X games of the U S. So it's, um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they do it and how they put it on. And the California Rampworks guys, the guys that build all the, the obstacles for the X games are building all the obstacles there. So all the obstacles will be on point and kind of, uh, on par for, Olympic stage, you know, so it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to watch and, uh, I'll be, I'll be photographing the whole time and kind of running marketing and social media for the Ramparts guys and kind of running whatever I can and kind of helping. So it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. That's insane. Um, yeah. So I guess you, yeah, to have, to be able to quantify how good a skateboarder is, you have to have a constant and the way you make that constant is to have the skate park on the same level, pretty much wherever you're at. So the best way to do it is keep, keep the same dudes consistently putting it together. I didn't realize though, that skating was such a universal thing. Like when I think of skating, I think pretty much California. No, that is. Right. And is it, I mean, yeah. I, I just, you, you don't see it a lot. So is it like a super universal thing? Like we or worldly. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yep. So like just the fact that like Nike has a, a line of footwear completely dedicated to skateboarding, similar to that, what they have to golf and basketball and kind of everything else. And, and uh, the last numbers I got was like Nike, just their skateboarding line does about nine hundred million a year in skateboarding. So, wow. and then you have Adidas, you have Converse, you have all these other like you know New Balance, Numeric, all these bigger brands kind of coming in and like having skateboarding teams and building like really legitimate you know having the best guys in the world and sending them around the world to film skateboarding videos. It, you know, it just shows that, that it's a very young. I, I'm, I'm a skateboarder, so it's very hard for me to call it a sport, but it's a very young sport, but it's, it's cool to see it grow into what it's, what it's drawn into, and 
it'll be fun to kind of watch what the Olympics does for it. It's not going to change the kid in the skate park and never watches the Olympics and just skates because he loves it. But it, you know, it'll be it will be accepted um, a lot more, and you won't just see kids as like this skate is you know it be punk rock kids or gangster kids or whatever you know it'll bring a legitimacy factor to it so it'll be fun to watch how that kind of unfolds well correct me if i'm wrong but i look at skateboarding too almost like soccer in that if you're in a third world country for example it's not like football here in the u.s where you have to have all this gear and all this equipment you need a skateboard yeah that's it you know you need a skateboard and what's around you like when you play soccer you need a soccer ball you know yep and so and that's that's a very good way to think of it. I mean, that's a really good analogy because that's exactly what it was for me in Bilton. You know, like, you know, I grew up and, and, and you know, I didn't live in a, an awesome neighborhood and we didn't have a lot of money and I had a skateboard handed down to me and that one, you know, my cousin handed me a skateboard and she's like, I don't know what to do with this. Do you want it? And it, it was a crappy skateboard, but it was, uh, you know, it was a good skateboard, but, you know, it was beat up and it was crappy. But that changed my entire life. That molded my entire life into what I'm doing now. You know, like to owning a home in California and traveling. I've been to 16 countries in every state in the U.S. because of skateboarding. And, and that's, that's you know, that's gigantic to me. And, like, my you know, my family's never been really out of Alabama, pretty much. You know, yeah. like, right. you know, my mom and dad. My mom and dad flew here, um, um, you know, one time. But other than that, you know, like they never really traveled. So it's, uh, I don't know, maybe that's, you know, that that travel bug kind of bit me. You know, like over, you know, I just did a, I just did ten thousand mile road trip for Arcade, the brand that is my new brand. I did ten thousand miles in forty six days and went through thirty eight states road trip, and it was phenomenal to be, mm. you know, like see that many people because of skateboarding. You know, like that's it's just. People that think it's you know just regional or whatever, you're like, wait, what did you do? Why did you do that? <laughs> but yeah. it is it is it's actually a, big business. It's a know? bonkers story too because you just literally just drove around dragging a U-Haul trailer, handing out like yep. trade, trading people your belt for theirs. Which let's talk yep. about the belt for a second because it's a really different belt. If you're imagining like your typical leather belt that you're going to get at American Eagle, it's not that. It's way smarter. In not. fact, do we have them for girls? Because uh, yes. It's awesome. It's elastic. Explain the belt. Yeah, I've got it's one awesome. on right now, actually. Okay. It's, yeah, go. Yeah. Oh, you awesome. know more than I do, so, so for the belt, sure. The belts are, it's a stretchy belt. And one of the things that we, like, one of the funny slogans that we come up with was keep it in your pants. Because you can literally wash it, dry it, go through your airport security, you put it into your jeans, and you forget about it. And, like, most people buy a belt, and they have it forever. Skateboarders use shoestrings because a shoestring has no buck. And if you... You, you get a free pair of shoestrings with the, sho- the skate shoes that you buy, and you use that shoestring to put on and hold your pants up as a belt because when you skateboarding, you do a lot of belly flops and scorpions to where you're sliding on your stomach, and a belt buckle will stick into your stomach and cut you. So this thing is like really tiny, flat, thin, and it's made out of the same material as a snowboard binding, so it's completely indestructible, and it breathes with you as you move. So you put it on, it makes every pair of jeans feel like, literally feel like, sweatpants so you're super comfortable and it dries it has the wicking material to wear like you know if you sweat it dries so people that wear super big awesome leather belts with buckles and they go hiking or skateboarding or kayaking or skiing or snowboarding or fly fishing or any of these things this is the this is the new alternative for that so we're basically you know we we've redirected a whole entire product category line and uh and made something new that hasn't been done before and and um 
But also, it's, you don't have that big lump, lumpy belt buckle thing sitting in the front of your stomach. Yeah. Like when you're wearing a totally. t-shirt over jeans. You can go through, like you can go through airport checkpoints way faster. Oh, you don't have to take the belt yeah. off. I guess no, you didn't dude, hear that part. No, not not yeah, if it's yeah. yeah, airport friendly. Yep. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No, like, yeah, I'll for real, you guys because about, as I'll a girl, a lot of times your thighs and your butt are bigger than your waist. Sure. So you always have that extra, like, jean. I never noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> you lie. <laughs> you lie like a rug. Um, but, yeah, who doesn't want a belt that makes you still look skinny? It's not bulky underneath your yeah. T-shirt or tank top right. or whatever. And it won't make you, like, your skin's, I mean, your skin can breathe, so you don't have that crazy sweat ring that is You're just right. living on top of your pants. All the time. It's yeah, it's yeah. a nightmare. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, it, you know, it's the the whole, the 10,000-mile road trip that I did was a full brand, brand awareness road trip to where the only way to tell people about the belt is to give them one and say, you know what, you have to wear it because if I can get you know, like however many people I met on 10,000 mile road trip in six weeks, I met so many people and talked to so many people about, about belts, you know, like yeah. I never looked at so many crops in my life right? because I'm trying to see what type of belt people are wearing, you know? So, but once you put the belt on and you actually try it and you wear the belt, you're like, oh, this is insane. This is like, it feels different. And the only way to like make people understand and believe is to try something new. It's the same with like, when stance socks came out back in the day, you know, like they yeah. were started by the guy who breathable skull candy. And yeah. And the guy, Jeff, that started skull candy, he, the way he started stance socks, which is now like 300 million or $400 million sock company. He walked up and down Walmart aisles at three in the morning, trying to figure out what was the next product that hasn't been done. Right. And he walked on the sock aisle and found, he's like, wow, no one's done socks. Right. So he made stance and it completely, skyrocketed because you paid attention to a market that has not been just neglected re- re- for years redeveloped yeah redeveloped yeah and we did the same thing with arcades so the same thing with arcades is we were racing with okay like what's the last thing that's been redesigned in the last 50 years you know and it's you know belts you know yeah. that <laughs> it's, is it's crazy brilliant because you're 100 yeah. percent on it like years ago yeah. they came out with a girl's belt that was clear and had like a thin metal mm-hmm. thing and it was but honestly, like think about it. Women Is that like got, a raver belt? No, but women got it because it was thin and clear, and you could wear it under a t-shirt and it didn't bulk out. Sure, because you still needed a belt. Yeah, but you could. It wasn't in stores. You had to like special order, and it was like whatever. But this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. you can you yeah. can go blow yeah. straight through airport security one of these things on. Yes, and you're yes. You basically have to undress to go through security. Yeah, like can we have some modem of you know sure respect. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That is awesome. Exactly. That is exciting. So, what was your favorite stop on that absurd amount of mileage you did? Well, you, you know, like um, my first stop was Las Vegas. I'm not a Vegas fan. I don't gamble. Um, I don't really party. I don't really go out unless I'm in Dublin. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna be like, I, um, I'm gonna just. Yeah, you're you like a that. liar. <laughs> so, um. Actually, I, I will say, too, there's Dilton in Philadelphia. So I have a lot, a lot of friends in Philadelphia. So I went out in Philadelphia, too, because my friend um, Tom, who rides for us in our arcade, his dad owns a bar um, in Langhorn, uh, which is right above Philadelphia, and it's amazing. We went to Wing Night on Wednesday, and I was with all my friends and felt comfortable. I think my favorite spots literally to stop are Dilton, because, one, at the recovery room, I'm across the street from the, the hospital that I was 
born in, you know. Right. <laughs> That's like, yeah. Then if you overdo it, you need your stomach pumped. And you they walk over there like seven thirty in the morning. So why not? It's which ten is, now. Which is, you know, I have no complaints to their hours. I love their hours. Too. Sure, <laughs> very accommodating, <laughs> folks. Michael Miller's like, doing it right over there. If you're going to look down your nose at me at ten in the morning, give me a break. You're still here at ten in the morning too. Then you can walk next door and get sushi. It's <laughs> it is a beautiful location. <laughs> yeah, right. Or Mexican food. Yeah, you can get margaritas <laughs> for lunch yeah. next yeah. door. This is where the twenty four yeah. hour yeah. the twenty four hour challenge. You can get a bottle. You go up to the next shopping center that's walking distance. You can get a whole bottle from the we ABC store. Our, you know. We should, we should do, the future show should be around a new 24-hour... I'm coming back in October, obviously, for Justin's okay. wedding, so we should do a 24-hour challenge. So. Let's do it. Let's do a 24-hour challenge, and we will take the recording equipment, and we would literally try to hit every place in Dothan. Ooh, that's ambitious, but I'm, 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 I'm in. I'm super in. I will take four solid days off of work to make this happen. Yeah, my whole October is <laughs> blown away. three recovery days. I'm, I'm flying... I will shoot... I will shoot so many photos. We'll make an, an amazing 24-hour crazy built-in coffee table book out of it. And it could just be Let's, one of those things that's like, holy crap, we did it. So we can do it. We'll I'm good. We'll pick a charity. Um, we'll do it. It'll be I'm down. Awesome. I'm down. <laughs> 24-hour book. But I think my, my, my favorite spots on the trip were definitely built uh, um, in because I couldn't wait to get there. You know, Vegas was first. I went to uh, shot the X Games um, and hung out with the X Games crew. In uh, Austin, Texas, second, and then I went to Fort Worth, where Transworld stopped, went across, stopped in Dilton, went up to Aiken, South Carolina, and then back over to Birmingham. And um, so, like, I, you know, born and raised in Dilton, lived in Birmingham for two years, before I moved to, uh, to San Diego. So, uh, Dilton and Birmingham are, I feel, I feel like I'm always at home. And then up, up into Philly, I feel like I'm home too, but, you know, I've been there a lot. So, those three spots are my favorite, but um, I was able to shoot. Fourth uh, of July in Mount Rushmore, and I shot this lightning storm like over the monument, and that was one of the most amazing things because uh, you know just being able to witness. You know, you're, first of all, it's Fourth of July, and you're in Mount Rushmore, which is so patriotic. Yeah, and uh, then you, and get, the lightning you, storm. you get the Lord's you get the Lord's fireworks oh, display. Yeah, yeah right. Justin exactly. showed me the pictures; they were amazing. Oh, thank you so much! Thank you so much. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty pretty exciting to be so those those are my favorite my actual favorite stops as far as uh you know it had nothing to do with with, with actual work you know those yeah. were like my days off in those areas which were great so when i was so you've been all over you've hung out with all kinds of people i'm sure you've been to the poshiest of the poshiest like you said your vegas is not your thing so would you say that you prefer because i do too and i always find like people like really you like that place is so dirty and like the dirtier the grungier the mogul more local i'm like that is those are my people i feel like yep. i have a better time yeah. in those places because oh, there's sure. some heart there 100%. like real people go there and, and you can be yourself there. You know, I think that one of the things that I, I did in so many conversations, whether it's at a trade show or an event or, you know, like at, at a bar that people normally go to, that's like a big you know, bar for the industry that's known for that. It turns you know, into like some business uh, conversation out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. There's, there's a bar in, in New York City called Max Fish. And every time you go to Max Fish, you see someone you know. And, and it's usually from, from the same industry. And it's, you get into those, those, those conversations. And I value those conversations so much and I love them and I love you know like having them with people but there's times where I just need to like not even like talk you know like I just want to like go I want to have a beer I want to talk to the old dude at the bar that's going to tell me about his life wherever you know I just love talking to people and meeting people and interacting with human beings I've never met before so and that's one of the things that it's kind of helped the brands that I've worked for become successful because 
maybe I'm not I'm not scared to talk to all walks of life and really get into any type of situation and have a conversation that, that that's bigger than just uh, you know another light in yeah. South Dakota. You know what I mean? Like so, uh, I, I I agree with you 100. percent I love those little divey bars to where you have real people doing real things and they're working their butts off to pay. You know, maybe it's not even a mortgage; it's just a rent in a tiny apartment. And right. those are the people that I relate to most because I grew up with nothing. You know, so I'm yeah. like, hey, I'm with my people and I feel safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I've always felt that way too. I think even when you eat at restaurants, if you're traveling, you know, the show's about doing local things, but I even think like you can be an amazing foodie and you want to go to these, you know, top end restaurants that they're doing gastro, whatever. Yeah. Emerald Lagasse is yelling bang in the kitchen. I I really would rather eat at the hot dog stand out in front of Lowe's only because that guy's got some heart. He's standing in the heat. Like that's his thing. You know, I, I would rather eat at where do you like if you go to Philadelphia, for example, your friend, your friend's dad owns a bar. I want to go there. Like there's some heart there. There's like family ownership. It's it's personal. Yep. It's personal. It's personal. Yep. And the, and the bar, too, that in Langhorn was was literally built in the 1700s. So like George Washington skated this hotel bar for the Langhorn Hotel. And this little bar downstairs, and it is amazing. So if you ever go anywhere near Philly, you have to make a stop there because it's like you walk in, you're like, "Holy crap!" There's a lot of history here. And it's like, yeah, that's know, certified, like you know, like crazy place. It's just it's pretty cool. That's, that's what awesome. one of the things that a lot of people that are born and raised and stay in the South never really get to experience. Is there's so much, like there's a lot of history down here. Don't get me wrong, but when you get up to cool. like. You get up across the Mason-Dixon line where there's, like, f- just random forts from, like... Well, to you, it would look like a knob in, yeah, in the grass. Yeah, but really, that's where George Washington stood sure. and fought off, like, three British ships and, you know... Yeah, all the architecture... Yeah, it's crazy. Goes, like, it's very, very old-school European because that's what was going on mm-hmm. when people started inhabiting right. or inhabiting those areas or whatever. Um, right. So, You've been all over the world too, so like, what if you had to name like three of your most favorite places to be? What do you think those would be? Uh, we talking about international countries? Yes, like countries. Um, you know, Portugal would have to be my number one. I had a really good time in Portugal. Um, uh, I spent you know three weeks a month there, and Lisbon is amazing. And I I was shooting photographs on the street until four in the morning, um, literally laying on my back shooting architecture buildings and and, and and they have um so we left Lisbon and then we went down to Porto and, and if you anyone drinks port wine it's, it's basically where all the port wine comes from and there's mm-hmm. like these amazing boats that come in bringing barrels of port wine so like I could lay on my back and shoot photos of buildings at four in the morning and not feel threatened at all about yeah. getting anything stolen I was by myself too and so I think like Portugal as far as the country would have to be my number one place you know like um uh, afghanistan i went to afghanistan for three weeks and um i shot on the streets for a nonprofit called skatistan um and we didn't have any security you know so you're just literally on the streets and you hoping for the best for 30 minutes (laughs) yeah you shoot for 30 minutes in one spot but the actual like afghan people were the most some of the most the warmest people i've ever met in my life inviting us to their home for dinner which we accepted really had dinner in these amazing places and it was just I was in Mazar Sharif in Kabul and it was just phenomenal that was the National Geographic project that we did and the, the book is called Skate the World 
So it's basically about skateboarding in, in, in all walks of life and areas to where you wouldn't actually normally think about it. So yeah. that was a, uh, was a huge, a huge trip. And one of the ones that really, I, I feel like molded me, you know, cause I'm meeting all these kids that you go there and like, you know, we're from skateboarding. You know, we've built skateboarding. Me and Jamie Thomas went there together and Jamie, he's one of the biggest pros in the world, but they don't have magazines and videos and they don't know who Jamie Thomas is. He's just is. like a dude that's good at skateboarding. Yeah. He just has a skateboard. And if you walk into this place with a skateboard, you're automatically family to them. And yeah. that's how it felt to me in Alabama growing up as a kid. If I saw someone with a skateboard, there's like eight of us, you know, oh, yeah. like, if I, saw someone, if I saw someone with a skateboard in town, I'm like, holy crap, there's someone new here. You yeah, know? I'm so not the only one. It felt, yeah, right, we're not the only ones. And, and so they didn't know that Jamie was pro or famous or this or that or what we had done in business or any of those things. So you really get judged at face value. You get judged on how you treat people. You get judged on the type of person you are, not what you've done at all. So I feel like, you know, like being on the spot and, and really being judged by, you know, how you interact with the locals is was very rewarding for me because you know it felt very similar uh as far as growing up and i think that maybe third man like um would have to be turkey uh spent a month in turkey two years ago for we did uh we did a this documentary called roadless traveled for our footwear brand fallen so it's fallen footwear's roadless travel which is on itunes and stuff but it was we went to a bunch of different countries but Turkey was one of the ones we went to and spent, I was there for a month and a half and found all these underground tunnels and explored the whole entire city and went to Ankara and saw all these different things in Turkey that really, I mean, I, I don't like getting in situations to where I feel uncomfortable, sure. you know, which, you know, which sounds, I don't want to be unsafe. And, yeah. uh, but you know, I, I feel like some of the best photos that I've shot in my career where you're pushing come your limit. In when I, when I feel the most uncomfortable, you know, like, yeah. like Afghanistan, you know, like, so, uh, you know, those are the ones that you realize you're really getting out of your comfort zone and trying to shoot something that's, uh, you know, like, when people see it, they're like, holy crap, what were you thinking? You know, like, the Jamie photo of him that on was the in the tank? book, like him jumping over a rail with an AK-47 oh, yeah. back. Oh, the kid's on a blown out, you know, like a Russian tank, and there's just kids playing on a tank, which is completely normal in, in Afghanistan. You know, sure. like, you're like, wow. You know, like, we can, like, we could like get out of our cars and jump on that tank in Ozark when you're going into Ozark on the right. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah like, you ain't doing that. <laughs> we couldn't play on tanks though, you know. Right. Like, like no way. So, That's one of those things. Like totally different thing. I've always firmly believed. Like obviously, like Yelp companies like Yelp thrive on negative um, impressions. So like nobody's Yelp, going we've on. We've done a show about this before. Sure. Yelp will try to also kill you. Yeah, nobody's going on Yelp saying, "Man, I had the best waiter, I had the best time, or whatever," because you don't remember those when you're the most comfortable no. and you're the the most like I don't know heartful. I don't know what the word is for it. When you're the most yeah. like yeah. mundane mindsetted, you don't really like those. Interactions oh, don't impact you well, as much. No, that's old school marketing too. I mean, they tell you that's like marketing one on one. Sure. If someone has a negative experience, they're going to tell everybody. Yeah. If someone has like an amazing yep. experience, they're going to tell one person. Sure. But so for yep. to yep. do something that's out of your comfort zone, even though at the like the first time you do it, you're out of your comfort zone. Eventually, like you get hooked on it. You're like, man, every time I step out right. of the comfort zone, it's one of my favorite things I've ever done. And that's one of the totally. big, big reasons that I like doing this show is because like it tells people stop just chilling on your couch and go do something that you wouldn't normally do, and then you're going to be so much more excited about being alive. Yeah, and, and, and even and, go ahead. No, 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 go. You're fine. Go ahead. 
you know, like like even like talking to people too that you wouldn't normally talk to. But I feel like mm-hmm. you learn so much about yourself and where you're from by talking to people that you wouldn't normally talk to in a place where you're not from. Because yeah. you know, like you get to. I mean, obviously, like being from Alabama, like Alabama's a very tough place. You know, like it's a tough place because of racism and because of the history of Alabama and because of all these things and and. It's 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 still portrayed that no matter where you go, they're like, Oh, you're from America and you're like, Yeah, I could say I'm from Compton and they're like, Oh, you're a gangster even though like sure. in Compton, you know, like there's a ton of gangsters, but there's also Kendrick Lamar who's one of the most amazing yeah. rappers coming out of right now, like whatever, coming out of Compton and and so when I say Alabama they they all and look at me like one, I'm bald and I'm White Aryan dude. Brotherhood. They're like, oh, you're racist. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not at all racist. You know, I was born like all my neighbors were black, and I, I grew up in this neighborhood where we had we had to struggle, and, and, and we struggled together. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that about Alabama. The fact that like there's so many people that when I go to Alabama, I don't even like, and maybe because I don't live there, and I don't, I'm not, I don't, you know, experience it every single day. But when I go there, like, like I see people that I know and people that I love and people that I care about and I meet new people and there's none of those people have any color whatsoever you know like I don't even care if it's who they are or, or, or what color they are sure. it's like people that I love people that I trust and people that are, have been good to me throughout the years so I just want to hang out with rad that part. well no cool people are cool yeah, people and right? bad people are yeah. bad people I don't think that comes in any particular exactly. package at all it could yep. be the craziest yep. package ever yeah if you could single out mm-hmm. one just like one physical attribute, you could just end races or not racism and terrorism tomorrow. Be like, you know what? If this is, <laughs> this is what a terrorist looks like. Let's just get rid of that. But then you got some you random white dude that. showing You're up at Columbine in a trench coat. Yeah. Also fitting that bill says, I mean, you can't, obviously you can't judge anybody about what they look like. That's I don't know. The, I, guess I don't know why people think that way. I think I've always been in the same yeah. school of thought that we're talking about. Like I'm all about like, I guess organic experience. Like I want a real experience. Like sure. I don't care where I am. I just want it to be real. Yeah. Like I can't stand yep. fake, you know, like Bennigan's type experiences. <laughs> Does that make you yeah. know, like the we're gonna have this point three things on the wall and we're gonna have these, you know, what I just I don't know. I think life is short. You should go out there and live it. If you, don't be scared or be scared and yep. then push yourself through it. Like like yeah. you said, you know, sometimes being scared is not a bad thing. It's except that you're not scared and just go for it. Right. Yeah. You yeah. don't, you don't you get, get anywhere. You get the best results. Yeah. yeah. Like there's hurdles in the Olympics for a reason and people don't run well, straight up to them and then just stop and be like, nope, not comfortable with that. I don't know. I, I for me yeah. personally, Believe in yourself. Yeah. at the end of the day, you know, we know nobody gets out alive. And at the end of the day, we mm-hmm. all have an end date and we're all going to be, I don't want to be that person in the old folks home. Which, by the way, is going to be the villages. Let and me I'm tell you. Have, like, the most let me STDs tell you everything ever. that I could have done. But you <laughs> <laughs> But I, when I get to the end of my days, and someone asks me, "Did you? Did you do this? Did you?" Do, I yes, yeah, I did all of it. I'm de- I'm ready. Yeah. Like yep. you know, I've talked to everybody. I've drank in every dive bar. I have jumped out of planes. I have swam this. I have de- that. That's what life should be about. Like don't. Put yourself in this box. Yeah, if you've got to put your life into a book, don't make it a boring book because no, nobody's going to want it. Nobody's going to care. It should be a twenty-four hour challenge coffee table book. Yeah. is what it should be. Yeah, we're going to make that book. Yeah, that's right. I don't want it to be. A, I don't want it to be murder. She wrote. Definitely don't want it to be murder. Yeah, Angela Lansbury <laughs> writing my preface. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. No, Angela Lansbury in my future, hopefully. Yeah, so I'm good. It's, uh, <laughs> 
awesome. Well, dope, man. I appreciate you uh, letting us call you up, even though there's like a two-hour time difference. And uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, of course, man, for sure. I got, right. I'm, I'm excited. So how anything does... I can ever do? Go ahead. No, go ahead. You were about to give us a compliment. So. No, anything I can ever like do, man, like help, like even to be a part of anything the Alabama scene is. I'm I'm, I'm excited oh, about yeah. it because I feel like it, to me, no matter what I do in the world, like Alabama is the most important thing to me. You know, like even like it's funny that I have a neighbor. Um, I'm an Alabama fan. Um, sorry Roll for tight. those of you that are not. <laughs> Roll tight. I'm an Alabama <laughs> fan, so like my neighbor, like two blocks away, uh, he swam for Auburn. So he has a big Auburn plan in his, uh, Auburn flag in his front yard and I have an Alabama flag in my front yard and then I have Alabama logo on my curb and then oh my, my god you're dragging this whole mess like, all the way to California dude oh, it's huge out there I, <laughs> I, if I, I can I can literally walk into like any bar in my local area and scream roll tide the sushi place blocked away and they literally say roll tide when I walk in they're like hey what's up Jen roll tide Do you, uh, like, is Big Jim's barbecue still open <laughs> did you hear that is Big Jim's still open the barbecue joint Oh, no, I didn't hear that. No, Big Jim's closed. It's, oh, a, it's actually a sushi place now called Happy Fish, yeah. Yeah, so you could go in there. When I was out there, you could go in there with your Alabama license and get a free lunch. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yep. He talked to you about Dobbs Barbecue. Yeah. It was super weird. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah. All right, so how uh, how do people find your photographs? How do they get a hold of you or just look at your cool stuff that you got going on and arcade belts? So everything that I kind of do at this point, like my, my like photography for me is like my uh, it's like my it's my journal, it's my diary, it's it's, it's my passion, it's my release. So uh, a lot of things that I shoot now, um, all the best stuff I kind of hold back and make sure that it's not going to go to some place like National Geographic or a different publication. Mm-hmm. Um, but formanphotos.com is my website. Um, at Photo Foreman is my Instagram and all my social media, Instagram, Twitter. Um, all my uh, Facebook, all my uh, all my social media channels. Um, um, RK Belts is um, we have uh, GP Martin is our content creator for Arcade, and he's amazing. So he creates a lot of the content for Arcade, but it's at Arcade Belts as well. And and uh, him and I don't shoot, but you know he, he kind of shoots the most of of, of, of uh, our content. But um, but for me personally, you know, like I since I I work, my main goal right now is is Arcade. It's, arcade focus a thousand percent so a lot of the photos that i'm going to shoot and i will be handing off to arcade to post on our own arcade channels and i'll post the ones that are kind of like more amateur and, and fun travel photos on my own you know like kind of channels but uh but there is you know if anyone's interested in that stuff as purchasing and whatever, it's, it's all on my website it's uh you know i i normally do a couple prints a year at this point and a couple shows a year in different galleries and stuff like whether it's la san francisco or chicago or the number one spots and those are the spots that, you know, kind of you can find stuff. But uh, other than yeah. that, it's uh, all by, you know, hitting me up and saying, hey, I really love this one photo that I saw. Can I sure. buy it? I'm yeah. like, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Everything's for sale. Yeah. And let's not get it twisted. Like, yeah, you yeah, do, yeah, you yeah, have had fun. some awards, right? Like, you've done, you've been, well, when I was yeah. living with you, yeah, you yeah, got yeah, Sunset yeah. or was it Landscape? One of those things of the year. Yeah, when, yeah, when Sunset Photographer of the Year, um, I am... Um, that was with the Lucy Awards. Uh, I won a couple of different awards through Lucy, um, which is uh, one of the biggest, like, kind of the like Grammys of the of, of, of photo world. Camera um, nerd. Camera cool. com. Yeah. Right, no. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> so uh, awards just mean that you know you uh, you you strike the eye of the person judging. Sure. Awards to me are 
or they're very they're very fun to get. But you know, like I, I shoot photos because I love it, and not for anything else, not even for money, or not even for rewards. It's it's, it's uh, you know, photography's my heart, and, and business is what pays the bills. So you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, I expect to see you in October for our twenty-four hour coffee book challenge. I might call you out on that, so you better be ready. I like that. I'm down. <laughs> you tell me the dates. All right. I'll take three days right. after off. Actually, I'll go with you. Right. We go to Miami. We'll do. We'll, I'll call you later about that. We'll, <laughs> we'll make a trip out of it. Chad, you're the best. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was dude. a great interview, and hopefully, we'll be talking to you real soon. Best of luck. Of course. Thank you guys so much, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Awesome, dude. Thanks. All right. Take care. <laughs> yeah, dude. See ya. All right, that was Chad Foreman, episode 26. Great interview. Yeah, dude him. kills it. He is, first of all, if you don't know him, I had no idea his resume. Oh, yeah. Honestly, He's got a, I really didn't. Like, sure. all I knew that he was a friend of ours friend. Yeah. And they were at recovery room at 1030 in the morning, and we had just gotten off the morning show and mm-hmm. we had nothing else to do. Yeah, we're like, not? why not go drink at 1030 in the morning? Seems like a reasonable decision <laughs> to me. <laughs> Sounds pretty legit. And he is as personable as he just was on the phone. Yeah. Like, you have no idea all of his He's successes. He's an open book, for sure. And he's a great guy. Um, so, please go to ForemanPhotos.com. Photo Foreman uh, in on, at Foreman, Fo- Foreman on Instagram and at Arcade Belts yeah. on Instagram. And, of course, if you want to check us out, Facebook.com, The Local Podcast. Yep. Are we going to hit us up on Instagram at uh, The Local Podcast? And that's about it, I think. Yeah. 26. Let's do it. 26. Let's do a 24 hour challenge right now. I'm, I'm ready. Can we, we stop recording? Yes. Here, let's. Adios, everybody. Hold on. We better start we it. Pop We're that cork. Kicking this thing off.